just have to be so careful that we don't get it into our heads that if we can or can't do one particular yes, physical yes. activity, that that somehow means that we are either, you know, we're going to live forever or that we're doomed to die a terrible and, and very soon death. Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in women's health. And I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Now, how long can you stand on one leg for? Can you get up off the floor without holding onto something? We uh, recently saw a great article about how certain types of daily activity can lead to a longer and healthier life. It's from The Guardian and it's titled Stand on One Leg and 16 Other Life-Changing Daily Moves That Will Keep Your Body Happy. Life-Changing Daily Moves. I, lo- I love any any headline that has life-changing in it. Yep. It's <laughs> automatically like, okay, all right. All usually, right. It's, usually it's like one thing that will change your yeah. life. But here, 16. at least we've got 16, 16. <laughs> And look, it's um, it is an interesting read. Obviously, I'll I'll put the article in the show notes. I won't go through all sixteen of those moves, uh, but it's written by Kelly and Juliet Starrett. They're authors of a book called Built to Move: Ten Essential Habits to Help. Uh, 10 Essential Habits to Helping You Move Freely and Live Fully. Um, it, it does have one of those kind of uh, titles, doesn't it? Oh, it's um, very self-helpy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so Juliet is a former whitewater rafting world champ, so I don't think she's a, an exercise sloth. No. Uh, she and her husband, Kelly, they're physical therapists and they have a fitness program, obviously, which they sell. Uh, but their shtick is about moving better to reduce pain and injury. And there is a lot of science behind it. It's not it's not your average big fitness cell, um, what they're pushing, which is good. Uh, but in this article, they outline, as Sarah said, 16 types of movement, movements that they say are the key to being able to do all the things you love well into old age. Yeah, which is what we're here for, mm. ultimately. I mean, it's to what be I'm fair, though, for. all the things I love, like sleeping, I mean, eating, eating cheese, <laughs> like watching TV, I don't know, like reading books. Are these are these movements really going to be the ones that... <laughs> all right. Key to being able to do some of the things that you love well into old age. <laughs> Preferably things that require movement, you'll be able to yes. keep doing them. I think that's what they're getting at. I think Kelly and Juliet probably, yeah, have different... Um, different markers for things they love than we do. Yeah. Hence the mm. whitewater rafting. Have you ever yeah. been, game, you know, game to give that a crack? <sighs> you know what? I would, I. it's sort of one of those things that I would like to think that I'd be game for, but <laughs> no. The idea of being, you know, trapped under rushing no. water sounds like my absolute worst nightmare. Right. And and the rocks, like there are so many rocks, especially if you, if you do it in the wilderness and not mm. in like one of those. Apart you know, from cycling, I really don't need to do a lot of sports that require a helmet. <laughs> Yeah, just helmet sports off the table yeah. for exercise slots. I mean, Abs- the injuries that I would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, okay, so there's 16 types of things. Obviously, yeah, won't go through them all. Um, but things like sitting on the floor for 15 to 30 minutes a day to help your hip joints, and they go through three different styles of sitting on the floor. Um, squatting, um, which, you know, is to help your knees, your hips, your back and your pelvic floor. Standing on one leg to improve balance and reducing the risk of falls. So they recommend standing on one leg for 20 seconds and switching sides. And once you can do that, 
do it in front of a blank wall. Apparently no visual cues makes that particular movement harder. Yes. And then obviously you can progress that further by doing it with your eyes closed. It is so hard to do it with your eyes closed. Yeah. Unless you have amazing balance, which I I do do not. not. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 neither do I. Um, No surprises, obviously. They also include walking uh, to up your daily step count. Things like weight training uh, get a run in. Um, Getting good sleep and breathing exercises are included in these 16 things. Um, My personal favourite, squeeze your bum. Um, strengthening the glutes can help with your alignment um, and also puts less strain on your back when you actually really kind of strengthen that big butt muscle that we all have uh, that's usually quite underworked in terms Mm. of strength. Um, What they recommend for, you know, strengthening your butt is to squeeze your butt for five seconds, then relax for two seconds and do that across several minutes. And they recommend to um, habit stack it. So do it while brushing your teeth, for example. Or, we know. haven't stacked so many things to brushing your teeth now. <laughs> I need to brush my teeth for half an hour. I know. We, like, the women like you community are going to have the cleanest freaking teeth. because Dental just... hygiene queens. <laughs> we're actually uh, sponsored by Big Dentist. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> They've been at us for a while. Um, one of the big ones that they talk about in this article is being able to get up off the floor unaided. So from sitting on the ground to standing without putting your hands down on the floor to assist you or without using your hands, you know, to, to hold on to something, to pull yourself up with something. Um, and look, I'm, it's an interesting yeah. one. <laughs> look, I, I, I'm not sure that I would necessarily recommend it to you at, uh, you know, three and a half months postpartum, but it is, look, it's, it's, it's difficult. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It is difficult. Uh, but it's it, it pops up all the time. So I thought we might take a little bit of a closer look at this sit-to-stand test or sit-stand test. So the test was derived by a team led by Dr. Claudio Gil Arujo, a Brazilian physician and researcher in exercise and sports medicine. And, uh, and the study was published in the European Journal of Cardiovascular Prevention back in 2012. It resurfaces mm. periodically in media outlets, generally causing <laughs> widespread concern and panic among those who can't easily get themselves up off the ground. Mm. Um, so essentially in the study, they asked participants to sit down on the floor from a standing position and then get back up again. It's really important that you do this with bare feet. I tried it myself with my socks on the other day. thought, no, this is completely impossible. <laughs> tried tried it again with socks off. It's it's. A little easier. Yeah, also, um, I, I wonder with the bare feet thing as well, I wonder if if you had shoes on that have, like, uh, some kind of ankle support, like, you might actually yeah, lean absolutely. into that um, yeah. and so maybe not do the movement the yes. way that it should be done, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so they essentially, they score the, the participant's ability to sit and to rise out of five. So you get a score out of 10. Mm-hmm. Each time the participants used support from their hand, their knee, or even like your hand on your knee. So you're not actually touching the ground, but you're touching and bracing yourself. Each time you used something to assist yourself, you lose a point. Mm-hmm. So done without any assistance, you get a score out of 10. Participants with scores below eight had mortality rates two to five times higher than those with scores ranging from eight to 10. The authors noted that a one-point increment in the sitting to rising score was related to a 21% reduction in mortality. Okay, that's a a fair fair jump. It's a fair jump. So Dr. Arujo said it is well known that aerobic fitness is strongly related to survival. 
But our study also shows that maintaining high levels of body flexibility, muscle strength, power to body weight ratio and coordination are not only good for performing daily activities, but have a favorable influence on life expectancy. Now, that's it. More recently, there was a uh, there was an article in the Washington Times where journalists spoke to Dr. Barbara Resnick, professor and chair of gerontology, which in our country we would call the geriatrics, mm-hmm. um, at the University of Maryland, a geriatrician. Um, she said that the ability to get up off the floor is valuable, but that it's really pretty hard for anybody if you're not using your hands. Woohoo! Thank you, Barbara. Yes. Uh, so, you know, she pointed out that failure may be because of something as simple as where you carry your weight. Yes. So if you have a thicker midsection, like myself, um, getting off the floor is certainly going to be more challenging than if you, I guess, you have more upper body upper body weight and upper body strength and, and you know, great big fantastic thighs. Mm. Um, She said, a high score is a sign that at that point in time, you're in pretty good physical condition in terms of muscle strength, but I do not believe that it's a predictor of longevity. There is a genetic component. Some people are just stronger physiologically and more coordinated than others. Oh, coordination. Hmm. So this kind of led us to think about what might be some other things that we can do to work on longevity if, you know, you are built in such a way that this is very difficult. And walking speed has been shown to provide great insight into lifespan. So there was a study in 2011 published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which concluded that people aged 65 and older who could walk one metre per second or faster lived longer than those who couldn't. And there was another study in the uh, the British Journal of Sports Medicine that concluded walking at a faster than average pace reduced the risk of death from cardiovascular disease by 53% Whew. for all people 60 and older. Wow. So at the end of the day, look, I think this sit-stand test is, you know, at best it's a pretty fascinating potential predictor of longevity. At worst, it's a fun party trick, and I encourage you to absolutely give it a go. And look, if you can easily do it, then, you know, high fives from Gab and I. Mm. Um, but if you can't, it does not mean that you are going to die. Um, I mean, I we're all going to die, but yeah. Well, good point. Good point. I, <laughs> I retract that. Um, it does not mean that you're going to die immediately. Um But it's, yeah, look, I do think that it's ultimately a reasonable thing to work towards improving because, yeah, look, that, you know, the study does show that there is evidence that it can be a predictor for longevity, Mm. but it also gives us a bit of insight into our current, you know, strength and, and, you know, ability to to move in a really functional way, which I think is the the key to this little test. Absolutely. Being able to sit down and get back up again is something that we do need to do yes. every every day, one form or another. Absolutely. And I think being able to do it without pain, without straining, uh, mm. without, you know, doing some sort of injury, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it, it, being able to do it is, or, or just trying to do it and seeing yeah. where you're at is is I think a great indicator of yeah where you're at physically, yeah. and if you can't do it, and if you feel absolutely terrible, or you feel like you're going to risk in, you know some sort of injury, um, then I think that's a that's a good point for you to go. Okay, maybe I need to work on some mobility. Maybe I need to get um, some more physical activity into my day, um, or some more strength training. Um, you know, because you might be someone who yeah who does heaps of walking or um, you know swimming or, or, or Pilates, whatever you're doing. You know, a particular type of exercise quite consistently. Awesome, you know, 
high fives to you for for doing that. Um, <laughs> but 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 you still can't you know get up off the ground easily. I mean, a it could also be as. Uh, Barbara Resnick said it could be because of the way you are physically built that might be preventing that or, or um, obstructing that. But mm. it also could be that, you know, doing a particular type of physical activity more than anything else, um, I guess, doesn't always set you up for, um, you know, being able to to do all sorts of types of physical activity. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe it, it does mean going, cool, I, you know, I've got my Pilates down pat, but I also probably need to do a little bit of X, Y, and Z to kind of, you know, look at these other areas. Yeah. Um, but can you can you do it? Can you get up off the floor unaided? I, I, I can. I, I tried it a couple Woo-hoo. of times this morning in uh, in preparation for recording. I can do it, uh, not without making an almighty groan. Um, it's not pretty to watch. It, yeah, it's it, it's not pretty, and and it's interesting. I I have to do it slightly differently. I'm still not touching the ground, but um, but I've seen I've seen videos of people approaching it in different ways, and most people kind of do it from a cross legged position. Yep, and. Uh, but what I need, what I need to do is rather than do it with my f- ankles crossed over and up, I have to have my feet side by side and up. But I think that's probably again due to how I'm built, mm. I've got the strength to do it. But you know, my my hips are crazy rotated in, so I think that it's again, it just will a little bit at the end of the day come down to your anatomy, come down to your physiology. Mm. Um, but yeah. I can do it. It's not pretty. <laughs> Look, I probably know the answer to this, just given that you've literally just given birth. Um, but are you able? Have you given it a shot? Have you given it a try? Uh, just given birth, and also um, holding the proceeds of uh, said said birth, who has woken up from his nap and <laughs> has made an entrance into this podcast episode. So you know, if Yay! you hear some interesting sounds, welcome to uh, the party. <laughs> the little guy is here. Um, I did try it stupidly, and I absolutely cannot do it. Uh, and it's amazing how the body changes post pregnancy and and post birth. Just the strength is just not there at all. Mm. Um, and it did make me it did it did make me go, oh my god, I can't do it. This is terrible. I've lost everything. But then I've also been like, you know. It was also three months ago that I pushed out a kid. Absolutely. So. <laughs> it, it's been a really short amount of time. You are definitely still in recovery mode. You will certainly be able to build that strength back. And uh, and maybe that will be just a nice little marker of progress in three months, six months, 12 months time. You know, when you try the sit-stand test again and go, oh, okay, now I can do it with, you know, I get a score of seven out of 10, then I get a score of eight out of 10. Like it is something that you can gradually work on. And I think there is benefits in in being able to do it. But, uh, you know, my theory is why your little man just woke up then is because he's, you know, he's overhearing us say that being unable to go from a seated to a standing position is somehow, you know, a predictor of poor longevity. And yeah, the little guy, he's still got a bit of work to do there too. He's like, man, I can't even roll over yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is an interesting one because you, you, you're so right. Like this, this article does get um, you know, just pop up every every couple of years. You know, even talking to my sister-in-law Elle about it yesterday, and I told her that we were going to be talking about it. She's like, oh, that was like really buzzy last year at some point, and it is super buzzy. And it does, it does. I mean, again, these headlines that kind of show like you know, do do this one thing or do these six sixteen things, um, you know, for a better life. And it's like, yeah, you know, or I'm just going to try and do the best that I can. And and for me at the moment, I can walk. And as you so beautifully pointed out 
that walking, uh, you know, has some pretty good health markers attached to it. So, you know, exactly. maybe, maybe and, I can't and you, get off the ground, but I can walk. Yeah, not just yet. And you can walk and you can continue to work on the pace of your walking because that is, again, a really great predictor of, of health and longevity. And and I think we just always need to remember, and this is, uh, you said last week that you sometimes enjoy, you know, hate clicking on these kind of articles. We just have to be so careful that we don't get it into our heads that if we can or can't do one particular yes, physical yes. activity, that that somehow means that we are either, you know, we're going to live forever or that we're doomed to die a terrible and and very soon death. Um, so it's, you know, they, they can be they can be an interesting read. They can be a fun party trick and uh, – just remember, look, what we're actually aiming for here is regular physical activity, 150 minutes minimum per week of moderate intensity exercise. And if you can, you know, start working on some of those other things, you know, your balance time, doing your sit to stand, um, you know, getting more steps in, being able to squat for a reasonable length of time. You know, these can all be little little markers that we can tick off on our journey to see whether we're kind of making some progress, even though progress in and of itself is a bit of a daft concept, really, when we're really just trying to be a bit more physically active. But yeah, have a, have a crack. Mm, sufficiently active. And that's the thing, you know, I also think maybe don't, don't, don't go straight into the, um, like doing training every single day, just like sitting to standing. You know, I think there's yes. a lot of other things that you could do instead. You know, you could do some light strength training. You could work on some of those, you know, like the quad muscles, the the butt muscles, all that kind of stuff. The core, work on your core, do all that kind of stuff first. Mm. And then, you know, every couple of months, give the sitting to standing a crack and just see if there's any, um, any difference from the last time that you tried it. Um, I, yeah, I don't think we all need to be adding, you know, whilst brushing our teeth, 10 sit to stands every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it, make teeth brushing interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so true. The We Would Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. I'm Gab. And I'm Sarah. And sounds like, sounds like your little man might be squeezing out a poop. <laughs> just just, getting, just getting, um, getting his uh, cardio or strength training in <laughs> for, for the day. Pushing, Working push, his abs. Yeah. <laughs> Working that core, baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Little... Little grizzler that's next to me, smiling. He's happy. He's just making lots of noise. Baby, babies make so much noise. Babies. Yeah. The, the concept of sleeping like a baby is not what you think. <laughs> no, I think I sleep like a baby. Apparently, I did the other night. <laughs> loud, loud, and grunting all, all the time. Loud, you know, turning, flipping up, down. Need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Slept like a baby. <laughs> just, put, just put a nappy on, then you're sweet. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's, we will, we will, I was going to say rub our heads together. That's not it. We will, we will come up with something phenomenal for next week. Yes, we will. In the meantime, um, I'm just going to focus standing on one leg facing a wall. Yep. 
Sing along. It sounds I can like do punishment. It does. it does sound like some sort of corporal punishment from Catholic school when I was growing up. You stand in the corner, on one leg, the face the wall. <laughs> Come on, stand Mind you, a lot of exercise feels like corporal punishment to me. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god. I mean, just obviously these 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 people who've written this article are very fit people, but yeah, I just I always just think, ah, oh, I'm just not not built like you. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so different. I, I, that's, that's just okay. not me. <laughs> That's 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 absolutely perfectly fine and a wonderful thing, in fact. <laughs> and a reason why you and I are friends. Yes. <laughs> and why we're we doing this podcast. I don't have a lot of friends who are you know, Olympic uh, Olympic athletes. White water rafters. Yeah. White water rafters. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go. All right. Go feed this baby. You give him a feed. Give him a cuddle. Love you. I'll talk to you next week. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Nah, no, 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 no,